Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. Today's gospel gives me uh, a chance to get technical. And um, bear with me, I have a point at the end. There may be a lot of stuff that I say that doesn't mean much to you. Moved with pity. Uh, The Greek is splodnithes, and in this one word, we come up against something that's often not on people's radar. Um, Most people know that there's differences in translations between Bibles. So if you get the NAB and the Dewey Rames and the the King James Version and the NIV and the ESV, you'll get a slightly different take on how the Greek text is translated. What most people are unaware of is that it's not just about the translation, that they are oftentimes translating a different Greek text. We have thousands of manuscripts of the sacred scripture. We have, we have more manuscript evidence for the sacred scriptures than we have for Shakespeare or Julius Caesar or Aristotle or Plato. Far more. Uh, it's not even close. But in that manuscript tradition, they don't always agree with each other. And so there's differences between the families of manuscripts. If you were to open up the NIV and read our gospel today, it would say, um, Jesus, being indignant, stretched out his hand and touched the man. This is because uh, modern scholars think that the correct Greek word for this place is orgisthes, which means to become angry. And what do they base that upon? Essentially, one Greek manuscript. It's Codex Beze from the fifth century. It's a diglot, so it's Latin and Greek. It's two languages. One Greek manuscript is the only witness to that Greek word. All the other manuscripts that we have say moved with pity, not Jesus being indignant. And nevertheless, they choose this word, and they tell us in, um, in scholarly works that this is the correct one. I've got a number of problems with it. First, many of these experts that tell us they know what this Greek word is supposed to be are not believers. They do not believe in the inerrancy of the sacred scriptures. And they treat it as they would treat 
any other document. And very often when they make these um, expert opinions, they have an ideology behind it. They have an idea that they're trying to put across. And so what you get if you went out and bought kind of the, the most famous uh, Greek New Testament would be probably Nestle and Allen's um, Novum Testamentum Grecia Latine. Um, I have the 27th edition. They're currently preparing the 29th edition. 29 editions in which they disagree with the experts that came before them and change the Greek text and which text is what we call an eclectic text. From amongst all the many manuscripts by various arguments, they choose what they think is the best Greek reading in that place. And when they're done, they publish it. And what you actually have is a Greek New Testament that does not match even a single manuscript. I hope you can see what I'm driving at. Mm. I would think that we had learned by now, but I don't think that we have, that experts often have other things going on in the background. Sometimes experts in, in uh, the social field are paid to say what they say. It, it matters to them. It's not an unbiased opinion. So then what are we to do? If, as Catholics do, we profess that the sacred scriptures are the inerrant, inspired word of God, how do we deal with these difficulties? Well, we could all become a manuscript textual transmission experts. We could all go out and learn uh, Greek and Latin and Hebrew. But the geek in me says you should probably do that, right? But what that would mean is that only people who are smart only people that have degrees, only people that are well studied in all the things necessary, archaeology, um, the culture of the times, uh, the writing style of, of uh, coming from other areas in the culture at the time, the amount of knowledge you would have to amass to be able to properly interpret the scriptures from this stance would be unachievable for most of us. Okay. Here's where the Catholic Church has a solution. For Catholics, we are not a people of the book. We do not believe that the church comes from the Bible. We actually believe that the Bible comes from the heart of the church. Those who were already in the covenant with God through Christ were inspired by the Holy Spirit in the midst of already living the things that Christ had taught them. 
to write down by his inspiration the things that Jesus had taught. And so when we speak of the word, capital W, we do not mean the Bible. We mean the word made flesh, that he is in his own person the very revelation of God to men. If you want to be able to read the Bible and to understand it, that means you will always have to read the Bible within the church, which is the mystical body of Christ, and with the church, following her guidance. This is why I'm I become a broken record because I do tell you to read your Bibles, but I also tell you to read your catechism because that catechism becomes the sure guide. If you're reading the Bible and you come up with a novel interpretation and it doesn't match what the catechism teaches, you can know yourself to be wrong. You haven't read the Bible correctly. It's been my experience in going to different Bible studies around that very often it's the blind leading the blind. Nobody knows what they're talking about. We reduce it to a kind of subjective thing. And so very often people will say, well, this is what it means to me. I don't care what it means to you. I care what it means to God. Only that meaning is authoritative. You won't be saved by Father Key's personal opinions. I spent eight years in seminary with some very, very smart professors. And, and I will say this without uh, judging. The dumbest things I've ever heard said have come out of the mouths of people with multiple doctorates who speak multiple languages. There is a kind of um, diminishing return. The more educated we get, the more convoluted we make things become. The average person must have access to the saving revelation of Christ. And so in the Catholic Church, we don't just have the sacred scriptures, we also have apostolic tradition. That teaching passed down by the apostles by word of mouth, along with the living teaching authority of the Holy Catholic Church. These three things together, the sacred scripture, Apostolic tradition, the living teaching authority of the church, make it possible for us to have access to the saving revelation of Christ without having to learn Greek and Latin and manuscript textual transmission data. Okay. I invite you
to read the scriptures along with your Catholic catechism so that you may know the teaching of God and of his holy church. And I also invite you to read kind of regularly throughout your life the works that are written by people with ST period in front of their name, saints. I don't care about how many letters someone has after their name. I want those letters in front of their name. By following the saints, especially the doctors and fathers of the church, were um, inoculated against unbelieving experts who wish to confuse us with their novelties. In the history of Christianity, every group that has broken off from the church founded by Jesus Christ has always, without exception, taken verses from scripture in defense of their new teaching. If we simply follow our own minds, if we were to seclude ourselves in a room, just us and our Bible, we wouldn't even have the Bible because we can't help ourselves but to peer through it through the eyes of someone who lives in our times. There's a lot of necessary things that have to be put into place to carefully interpret the sacred scriptures, which is why the church gives you the gifts that she does so that you may read the Bible for yourself and understand it according to the intent of Almighty God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.